Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. Tonight we're going to be talking about vampires. I have a deep love for vampires. I also write vampires, and I get a lot of questions uh, from readers about a lot of things vampires. So I figured I would do use the opportunity of the podcast to answer those questions, because if I try to do it in my blog, it's going to be like a 10-part series. <laughs> so this makes it a little easier. The first question I normally always get is, what are your favorite shows and movies with vampires? Um, the very first vampire movie I fell in love with was The Lost Boys. It came out when I was a kid. I, When I say I fell in love with this movie, I think I've watched it like a thousand times, or at least that's how it feels, because I wore out the, VH, the first VHS tape that I owned I wore out the second VHS tape, and then thankfully it came out on DVD, and I still have that, and it's still intact. <laughs> um, I can recite that movie word for word. The next movie that I can recite word for word that I fell in love with was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is still one of my all-time favorite vampire movies. I thought Christy and Luke did an amazing job, as did the rest of the cast. The next movie after that that I absolutely fell in love with was From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> and I was not expecting this, and here's why. I am not, I was not at that time a George Clooney fan. I did not like him on ER, I just was not a fan, so I was not sure how I was going to like the movie with him in it. But I was amazed by how he transformed for the role of Seth. And his chemistry with Quentin Tarantino on, on the, in the film was absolutely stellar. I could not love that movie more than I already do. And the, of course the rest of the cast and the vampires were awesome. But uh, I think George and Quentin really made that movie. So of course, and then down the road we got John Carpenter's Vampires which I loved. I did read the book and I am, this is a rare occurrence where I actually loved the movie more than I liked the book. I thought James Woods was terrific and I know it's a little campy, but I, that's part of the reason I love it. Um, then came the Underworld movies, the first one in 2003 and I love that franchise and I really hope that we get more in that series. You know, it doesn't have to focus on Celine, but I do hope we get more movies. I know a lot of people complain sometimes about the, um, the way the vampire hierarchy works in those movies, but I absolutely loved it, and it made total sense to me. So I am 100% looking forward to having more movies in that franchise. Of course, the older movies I fell in love with um, in my mid-teens, you know, were the old Hammer films, and I absolutely love Bela Lugosi. Love, love, love him. My favorite Dracula 
however, is Christopher Lee. I don't care <laughs> how bad the movie is, he makes it 100% better, and he is. He is my favorite Dracula of all time. I love him as Dracula. So, in regards to TV shows, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show, of course, uh, was one of my favorites. I get asked a lot what my favorite episode is, and that would be season four's Hush, where they lose their ability to speak. I was amazed at that episode. The actors were amazing. And I know I keep saying that word, amazing, but really, they were I was blown away by that episode. My favorite season of Buffy was season five. And to this day, it is still an emotional roller coaster for me. From the first episode to the last episode of that season, still, it, it tears me apart. And um, it really was. It was my favorite season five was. Um, I fell in love and I think it came out in 2008, the show Moonlight on CBS. It was like watching a paranormal romance happening live on TV. And I thought that was great. I really wish, and I, it is such a travesty that we did not get another season, at least one more season of that show, because they could have done so much with it. And it was actually one of their top rated shows and after the writer's strike they did not continue with it and I was I literally wanted to cry when I heard they were canceling it because I so desperately wanted more of uh, Beth and Mick and Joseph of course um oh god there's so much the From Dust to Dawn TV series on the El Rey network that was on a few years ago if you have not seen that I highly suggest you do I really liked it and I did read complaints where people didn't like how they, um, the things they changed for the show. But I thought it added a lot of depth to the characters. And as much as I love that first movie, I really loved the TV show. And I do wish we had gotten more seasons, but I think they ended it well. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I do suggest it. And I know there's a lot more vampire <laughs> movies, but I those are my favorites. And those are the ones I watch repeatedly. And 30 Days of Night. I love 30 Days of Night. And the vampires in it kick ass. And if you have not seen it and you're a fan of vampires, shame on you. Go see it right now. Um, the next question I get asked is, of course, what are my favorite vampire books? The first vampire book that I read was Salem's Lot by Stephen King. It is my second favorite Stephen King book. Carrie would be my first. But the vampires in Salem's Lot, uh, to this day, creep me out. That kid knocking on the window still creeps me out in both the movie and the book. Because I did like that movie, too. Um, see, I'm already remembering things that I forgot to add to the list. But um, And then, of course, a little bit after I read that, I read Interview with a Vampire. 
which is quickly followed to me reading the subsequent books in the Vampire Chronicles. I thought the first four books were excellent. I stopped reading at book six because I found them repetitive and I lost interest. But those first four books are my favorite. Um, my sophomore, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, my mother was part of the science fiction book club and she ordered me as a gift a book titled The Vampire Club, which actually was a collection of the first three Anita Blake Vampire Hunter novels by Laurel K. Hamilton. I fell in love with those books and I absolutely love the artwork because it matches what I see in my head for Anita and John Claude. But I read all three books in that collection in about a week. I think it was about a week that I read the whole thing. And I noticed not long after that that uh, Midnight Cafe, which is a collection of the next three Anita novels, was available. In, at, and so I asked my mom to order it for me, and she did. And I fell in love with those two. I actually do still have those two um, compilations. The pages are very yellow, and <laughs> the, um, the covers are still hanging on, but the edges are pretty tattered. I think it was my brother who bought me burnt offerings. I can't remember if it was a Christmas or a birthday present, but he, or, he gave me that. And then from Blue Moon on, I bought the books myself. I still have the first nine books, but I stopped reading at Incubus Dreams for reasons I won't go into. Um, but those first nine books hold a special place, and even though I don't reread them anymore, I cannot find it in my heart to give them to the library because they do. I love them at the time, and they were so important to me in that time frame that I just can't let them go. So they sit, I have the hardbacks of those first nine, and they're sitting on my bookshelf right next to my Patricia Briggs <laughs> books. So um, after that, it wasn't long after I read those books that um, urban fantasy really started to uh, take off. And while I love a lot of those books, they don't focus on focus solely on vampires so I'm not going to get too in depth with them but the vampire focused ones um, Chris Marie Green's Vampire Babylon series is excellent it's got six books as well as novelas and short stories if you haven't read those I do highly suggest them um, Skyla Dawn Cameron's Demons of Oblivion series is excellent. I fell in love with Zara Lane, the first sentence of Bloodlines, which is the first book. She she really has got to be one of my favorite all-time vampires in fiction. And if you have not read those books, please rush out and buy them because they are awesome and you will fall in love, I promise. Um, and I wish we could get more of those books because it was such an excellent series. And um, But 
go out and buy them. That's all I can say. Just go out and buy them because you'll fa you'll fall in love with them. Um, Sky Neasley's um, Storm Chronicles is another great series of um, indie books. They follow Raven Storm, and if you haven't read those, it starts with Stormrise. And I also highly suggest um, going out and reading those. I have so many favorites. <laughs> it's gonna. It would take forever, and I really, we don't have the time in the podcast or the blog. But if you go to my blog, um, you will find. If you type in um, vampires in the search engine, you're gonna find a lot of recommendations that are vampire based. I get asked a lot as well if there's anything about vampire books or movies that irritates the shit out of me. I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with this. So one of the things that really irritates me when people talk about vampires is ugh, like and it pushes all of my irritation buttons like immediately is when conversations about vampires start with this sentence. Vampires cannot do that because the human body cannot do that. Ugh people <laughs> vampires are not human you cannot hold them to human biology because they are no longer human we are talking about creatures that have the abilities of shape-shifting and fly you know some of them can fly some of them can turn into a mist some of them can disappear and appear you know on another side of the room in the blink of an eye and their speed, you know, some of them are super fast. So you cannot hold a creature that has that ability to human biology. They cannot be constrained by what a human is constrained by. And I have the example, one of my favorite examples is when Celine in the first Underworld movie jumps from the building and she lands on the ground and very gracefully and then just pops up and walks off. That is believable for a vampire. And I have heard complaints that, you know, the concrete should have dented in, you know, blah, blah, blah. Vampires, if not flying, can glide from great heights without issue and land, have a soft landing and just walk on by, you know, just get up and walk off. And we, if a human did that, one, we wouldn't be walking off anywhere. We would be splattered. We would be a bloody splattered mess on the concrete. Um, and we would no longer be breathing. So yes, as you can hear, that kind of thing really irritates me. Um, Another thing that irritates me with both books and movies in particular is when you take... Okay, so a vampire that, say, is made from 1980 and up is not going to have the same reaction to modern events as a vampire who is hundreds if not thousands of years old. Because when you're hundreds and thousands of years old, you have seen mankind make a lot of mistakes 
and you see them repeat those mistakes repeatedly. So you put that same vampire in modern times and he is not going to him, well, he, him or her is not going to have the same reaction as someone who has made a vampire in recent days. They're just, they're just not. And it does drive me crazy when authors or filmmakers make it out to seem like they would because to me that's not plausible. I'm not saying that older vampires cannot fit in to modern society because they do. Um, there's been some amazing filmmakers and writers that have done a great job of that. And of course I'm not a big fan of when vampires are defanged so to speak, and made to seem like they're human instead of the predators that they are. Um, there can be some very human-like vampires. I don't mind those, but they are not human, and you have to keep that in mind when you're writing a vampire. And I thought Moonlight, Moonlight is a good um, example of that. Mick is several decades old and he understands modern times but he also understands that he's a vampire and that changes a lot of things for him in regards to his relationships and how he has to do things and how he has to live in general in a modern society. Um, so those are some of the things that irritate me. Um, I also get asked, of course, about my Tuck Houston series, which is my Vampire Hunter series, and why, so technically it's categorized as urban fantasy, but I have no other supernatural creatures in it, which most urban fantasies do. So I am asked, why are there no other supernatural creatures? And I did that on purpose. I, since I've seen The Lost Boys, <laughs> wanted to write a series that was solely based on vampires. So I, I wrote, I wrote about six, I think it was six books before I got to Tuck, and they're all trunk novels. And I will never, they will never see the light of day, because they're just, they're really bad, but um, it's not that I don't love them, you know, because I did write them, but they're not published worthy. Um, but they are, will, were focused on vampires. Um, so that is why you only have vampires in Tuck. The Strigoi in that series can sh change shape, um, but they're not, you know, they're not like werewolves or anything. It's a different type of shifting. Kind of like when Dracula turns into a bat, you know, he's not he's not shape shifting like a were creature um, type of deal. So that is the answer to that. The other question, of course, that runs after that is when is the next Tuck book coming out? Um, <laughs> I am about forty thousand words into Tuck four, um, so and I am hoping to have it out by. November, December of this year. Uh, so hang tight, because it is coming soon. 
Um, I, when I look back, so I wrote the very first book, The Damned, in 2003. And it was originally two points of view. And it was published in 2015. I think I rewrote that thing five times before I finally got it to a place that I was happy with and that everything flowed better. And so they're all in Tuck's point of view, with the exception of A Taste So Bittersweet, which is told from another Slayer's point of view. And it's about three quarters of the damned. But um, when I look back, I can see the growth that I've had as a writer. And it may between the damned and the arena, which is book three of the Tuck series. And I, I want to go back and not rewrite the first two books but bring them up to the same standards that I hold myself to now that I'm a uh, more seasoned writer and I've improved so much. They are, uh, The Damned and Path to Damnation do come back to me this year. The rights revert back to me. And I will be giving them a quick freshen up to bring them up to my standards now. Um, and I will republish them myself once that's done. When I get asked about my early books, those books that I know that I will never publish ever, um, when I was in high school for my senior project, um, I did, it was focused on being an author and some of the things you have to do to become a published author. And so part of that was writing three short stories as part, you know, of the, as part of the project. And I was in, math class <laughs> we were talking about fractions and suddenly a poem came to me um for uh, the vampire short story i was writing and you know how um in high school at least we did you took you cut up paper bags and made them into the covers for your school books well on the back inside flap is where I wrote that poem <laughs> during class. And I'm gonna read it to you now. It's, it's corny. I'm just warning you now, it's corny. But I still love it. I still love it so much. So here's a little treat from 18-year-old um, me. So again, it's titled Life's Delight. Feel the warmth as it flows through your mouth down to your veins. The taste of it is what keeps you sane. Your eyes glow with the color of desire, burning within you like a prairie fire. Your heart races as you feed. Your body gives in to need. You savor the essence of its might, the blood, life's delight. <laughs> and I know, I know it's corny, you guys, but I, I, I love it to pieces to this day, and I just actually put it up for my readers on my Tumblr page. Um, and I don't know, to this day, I don't know why. As I'm listening to my teacher tell me about fractions, this damn poem came into my mind. But it is like, boom, here I am, write me. And so that's what I did. Um, speaking of my Tumblr page, so I just started doing something. Um, I and it was probably two or three weeks ago, I started taking prompt requests. Uh, so I have a list 
on my site, on my Tumblr page, that lists the some, I should say some, of the creatures and, um, you know, like mythical creatures, shapeshifters, vampires, all that stuff uh, that I write for and the genres I write in. And then I've got a second list which has the prompts themselves. And readers can request those. And the whole point is to get the reader um, into the story. So you're reading it from the point of view of yourself when you read it. And um, and if you want to, I have the best time doing these. They really keep me on my toes as a writer. And they challenge me as a writer. And um, it also connects me to my readers. And I am having so much fun with this, you guys. So if you go to octoberlibby.tumblr.com, you will find where you can uh, request a prompt and those prompt lists. And if you want to, please do, please do um, submit a request because, as I said, I absolutely love, I absolutely love doing it. Um, I bring this up because recently I had someone request um, a Slayer uh, request and I <laughs> was so excited so I'm going to read you the what the actual request was and then I'm going to read you the little flash fiction that I wrote for it um, so the original requ request was can I request we all scream for ice cream featuring slayers with a female main so you know a female main character and this was my reply to that request. Your light blue shirt was covered in blood and your tan cargo pants were spattered with crimson droplets. You were also dirty and your hair was mussed from the fight because slaying vampires is messy, especially in the woods. You wanted nothing more than to go home, shower, and then sleep, but a familiar sound stopped you from getting into your car. A bright smile instantly appeared on your face at the song of the ice cream truck. Hustling down the street and around a corner, you waved the truck to a stop and jogged up to it. Hey, you said as the window opened. The man grinned. You know, slayers like you are the reason I stay on third shift, keeping us regular people safe from the monsters. He gestured to your clothes. Covered in blood and you're still grinning ear to ear when you see me coming. You laugh. After a night of slaying vampires, nothing made you happier than hearing the tune of the one thing that made a hard night better. The one thing that always made everything better. Well, you know what they say, we all scream for ice cream, especially a chocolate maple twist with chocolate sprinkles. <laughs> and I know that is a little bit corny, but I loved, I loved writing it. Um, so as I said, if you wanna request something, please do. And even if it's not listed in the prompts, um, and the list of what I write for, you can go ahead and request something. I could write it, end up writing it. Um, I am open to that kind of thing. So if you have a supernatural creature that you would like to write me for, you could um, me to write for, uh, just go ahead and request it, and I'll see if I can write for it, because I love that challenge. So that are those are the most frequently asked questions that I get about vampires. If you have something you'd like to ask me or if you want my opinion on something, you can go ahead and uh, leave that in the comments. Oh, 
and then here we go. <laughs> I just remembered something else. I am looking forward to the third season of Castlevania. I found it last year on Netflix, and I absolutely love it. And if you have not seen it, please watch it, because it is an amazing show. Um, and I do know there's a new Dracula on Netflix. I have not watched it, but it is in my queue too, so please don't spoil it for me, because I do think it, it looks good, and I can't wait to watch that. Um, so now that that's said, <laughs> if you have any comments, as I've said, or um, you want to ask my opinion on anything, please do leave it in the comments, and I'll answer it in my next podcast. And until the next podcast, thank you so much for joining me, and have a great night.